Welcome to the Officer Media Group Roll Call Podcast. Officer Roll Call is meant to inform and entertain. Now, let's get into this episode. Welcome to the lineup, Officer Magazine's roundup of this week's police and law enforcement news. I'm your host, Joe Vince, Assistant Editor for Officer Magazine. Uh, apologize for being a little froggy today. Hopefully it won't be too bad. Um, my regular guest host is off today, so uh, playing the role of retired Lieutenant Frank Borelli today is... I'm Paul Peluso. I'm the editor of Officer Magazine, and thanks for having me, Joe. I hope you feel better. Yeah, yeah. hopefully it uh, won't be too bad for our listeners, um, but as usual, we've got uh, a week's worth of headlines to kind of run down in 30 minutes or less, so let's get started. Uh, first story, uh, California and uh, Los Angeles County. Um, deputy, Los Angeles, Los Angeles County Sheriff's Deputy Ryan Klinkenbrumer, I hope I'm pronouncing the name right, was fatally ambushed while sitting in his cruiser outside the Palmdale Station. Um, from what has been described, he was just in his patrol car when another car rolled up and the uh, person inside opened fire. Um, authorities were able to apprehend um, the suspect uh, after a standoff. Um, and then later this week, the uh, individual has pleaded not guilty uh due to insanity uh his family members have said he suffers from paranoid schizophrenia and had been off his medication um just a a, a sad uh a sad state of affairs there um uh, unsuspecting that the officer sitting in his uh unit just outside the station uh when when this happened yeah it's it's definitely sad joe and you know, it just shows that, you know, you're in a danger, you can be in a dangerous situation as an officer, no, ma no matter where you are, um, especially, you know, just sitting in your um, patrol car, even outside the station, how brazen some of the uh, criminals have become. And, you know, it's, of course, the need uh, to have, you know, situational awareness in all situations, even when you're in your patrol car, but some things you just cannot prepare for. And yeah, what this guy was 29 years old, uh, Contento uh, Salazar. And yeah, like you said, they, they're pleading insanity in this case, but you know, th this is just, just goes to show how brazen some of these uh, criminals have, have become. And uh, the deputy, I uh, believe, was a third-generation uh, uh, law enforcement veteran. Um, just, uh, yeah, like you said, uh, um, even in the cases where you would think uh, for a law enforcement officer, officer to feel a little bit of safety, um, it's it's becoming uh, more and more dangerous out there. Um, it'll be uh, interesting to see how this uh, case plays out, the, the prosecution. Let's move on to our next story. Um, and unfortunately, it's also uh, involves um, the shooting of an officer. This was um, body camera footage that was released um, for a Dallas police officer who uh, 
is probably thanking his uh, bulletproof vest for saving his life. Um, in the footage, uh, and in fact, it's actually um, different uh, different cameras and different angles um, where you're able to uh, see this shootout. Um, police were pursuing, um, <clears throat> excuse me, an individual um, in a uh, pickup truck murder suspect when, uh, as the suspect was driving away, in the footage of the officer who was shot, you can see him as he's driving from the driver's seat in the pickup truck, opening fire on the officer um, who, again, his life was thankfully saved by his bulletproof vest. Um, you also see within the footage um, another from the angle from another, another officer's camera. Um, and you see the, the effects of, of being shot, even in a vest at how um painful and 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 downright scary that can be yeah and you know it just uh shows how important it is to wear your ballistic vest uh, as an officer uh no matter what the weather is it's you know cooling off a little bit in dallas but it still can can definitely get up there um in, in temperature and yeah it's just you know commend the officer for wearing his vest and um you know being alert and luckily, uh, luckily, he was able to survive this incident. Yes, he, he was taken to the hospital, released. Um, it's um, a bit like wearing um, wearing your seatbelt. Um, you know, it uh, you might never have to. It might never be kind of pushed where you, that comes into play. But um, you're very thankful when that does happen. Uh, th this week also. Um, saw the release of um, other body camera footage. This was um, from a shootout in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, where an officer was struck in the chest um, uh, doing a, a traffic stop uh, and um, gunfire uh, came from a nearby house um, and again, hit the, the officer in the chest um, this officer more seriously injured than uh, the Dallas officer. He was just recently uh, taken off a ventilator. Um, and it, that was a, a frightening case too, where you have an officer who's doing a traffic stop and the gunfire isn't coming from, the shots aren't coming from the individual who is part of the stop. It comes from, uh, a, a nearby house um you know it's uh, again just as we had said in um the case of the ambush uh officers just don't know uh where that danger uh can come from yeah yeah just you know you have to be prepared for the unexpected and that that is an odd case where it came from um you know the house um but yeah luckily you know, it sounds like he is on the men and hopefully he makes a, a speedy recovery. Um, so pray, prayers go out to that officer and his family. Yes. And coming off the ventilator, he's he's going in the right direction. Uh, moving on to our next story. Uh, this is out of Georgia and um, video again, footage. Um, but in this case, uh, boy, this is... Um, I'll, I'll just say it's like a superhuman effort. 
um, by police officers who were responding to a vehicle crash where uh, the car had uh, flipped on its roof and a driver was trapped inside. This is out of Lawrenceville, Georgia, trapped inside with his um, he had been sent through the, the sunroof and his head uh, was squeezed in between the village, the vehicle and the road. Um, officers were able and the, the driver was having trouble breathing and officers were able to work together to lift a 3,600 pound car, almost two tons off of this uh, driver in order to save him. Um, wow. That, I mean, that, uh, that takes uh, a lot of muscle, um, and having to also need to work fast, uh, seeing that this, uh, driver is, is having trouble breathing and just being trapped inside there. Um, you know, the clock is ticking, uh, to save his life. Yeah. It looks like a few, uh, good Samaritans jumped in and lended a hand as well in this rescue. And yeah, all of them should be, you know, commended for, for doing this. That's yeah, that's a lot. Um, you know, the adrenaline kicks in and it's easier to do things that you don't think you can do, but a 3,600 pound car, that's, that's a, a lot to lift. Yeah. And everyone again, working together, um, yeah, the bystanders helping out as well. Um, you know, and that's always, it's always nice to see that, uh, fellow citizens, um, you know, helping out coming, uh, to the rescue, um, uh, of people in distress. So, um, we're, we're going to stay, uh, in Georgia for our next story. Uh, this is out of Atlanta. And again, um, another rescue, um, Rainfall there has been causing uh, flash flooding and a Atlanta police officer and a fire captain um, were had to, again, act quickly in order to help a stranded rideshare driver um, who became trapped in his car um, as the flood waters were rising. Um, the officer and the fire captain, in order to get uh, the individual out of their vehicle, had to break the window. Um, again, it shows you uh, what, what is always amazing to me is seeing how quickly um, first responders in this case act, not just on instinct, but also um, bring in their, their training um, to be able to make these um these incredible rescues under less than, um, you know, less than favorable conditions. You know, it was great to see, uh, you know, the officer and the fire captain working together and really like, you know, all uh, officers, all first responders really should know the other first responders from different agencies in their area and so that they can, you know, better plan and better work together. And it looks like it was pretty seamless here. They were able to rescue this driver and get him to safety. And uh, it's good to see. And I know if uh, if Frank was on uh, this episode, he would mention the friendly, friendly rivalries between uh, the fire service and law enforcement. Um, but like you said, Paul, you know, these first responders um, work together 
um, there is that, um, whether it's formalized or informal, that idea that training, you know, your what you're learning could kind of seamlessly um, fit with um, other uh, agencies that uh, respond to these cases. And, and this was was a great example of that. Um, you know, and it sounded like um, just in general, that area um, was encountering, um, you know, just an incredible amount of rainfall and, and flooding there. Um, again, shows you just um, the different types of situations that uh, um, law enforcement officers encounter, that it's not always um, shootouts, that in a lot of cases, it's there to help um, help those law-abiding citizens um, in distress, in, in need of a rescue, so... Good job um, on uh, the officer and the fire captain involved with that. Uh, moving on to our next story. Um, boy, this is a case of uh, life imitating art a little bit, I suppose. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm jumping ahead of a story. Let me let me roll back. Um, before we get to that one, uh, let's uh, stick with the South. We'll we'll go to Florida, um, where uh, body camera footage captured a Hillsborough County Sheriff's deputies as they um, turned a very tense situation um, ending a, a better than might have been expected. Um, officers responding um, to a shooting in which a 14-year-old uh, um, in Riverview uh, is accused of fatally shooting his mother and uh, injuring uh, her boyfriend. Um, in this case, uh, the officers, in a brief 16-minute standoff, were able to de-escalate the situation and apprehend uh, the suspect. Now, the suspect did initially surrender, but um, it appeared that he was reaching for his gun again, um, and uh, I believe beanbag rounds were deployed. But um, in this case, it it shows officers really taking a lot of measures, um, not only to end that situation, but to try to end it without the loss or injury of another life um, in, in this case. And you really see... Um, the lengths at which officers will go, um, you know, trying to to end end situations like this um, with the least amount of violence. Yeah, this is just a you know tragic scene to have to uh, respond to for these officers. Um, the the situation that happened. I actually used to live in Riverview, um, just a few miles from where this happened, and uh, and you know it's a pretty quiet area and for something like this to happen there and for these deputies to have to respond um yeah it looks like you know they're less lethal uh training and the the uh the equipment that they had played a role in and like you said not having to take another another life here um and yeah the deputies have to be commended um their training kicked in and yeah hopefully you know they 
this kid's young. What what do we say? 16? 14. Oh, 14. Wow. And, yeah. Um, they can, yeah, get get them some help or figure out what went on here. Wow. Yeah. And, and that uh, to, to have to respond to what turns out to be um, a fatal shooting and the uh, suspect being a teen. Um, yeah, boy, that I, I, Frank and I have, have talked in previous episodes too, where, um, you know, these officers are human beings and, uh, to have an incident like this, to encounter a teen where that officer might, uh, also have, um, uh, a, a, a child, a, a niece, a nephew, um, that's around that same age and still needing to do their job. Um, you know, it, it it's those factors sometimes, um, those emotional uh, and mental factors that, um, yes, as, as law enforcement officers, that's part of the job, but, um, you know, they can, um, that's just an important, um, a factor to consider um, as, as, the the physical aspects of the job and and yeah i think um these uh hillsborough county deputies should be commended um with you know making sure everyone in that situation gets out alive um you know after unfortunately um the the fatal shooting yeah, and um, as which Hillsborough County Sheriff uh, Chad Cronister said uh, following the incident, he said this this scene is one of nightmare and absolute heartbreak. This family's life is forever changed. The victim's life is, was taken, and because of his actions, the suspect's life as he knows it is over. He'll never see the outside of a detention facility for his crimes. So yeah. it really captures the emotion of the uh, the scene there. Very, yeah, very, very sad stuff. Um Next story, and this is out of California. This uh, had jumped ahead uh, to this. Um, and like I had said, this is a case of uh, life imitating art. Dennis Lost uh, County Sheriff's deputies um, were alerted to a crime in progress. Um, an alarm went off um, after being triggered by the groans of pain um, from a would-be uh, burglar who was like Tom Cruise trying to do his own stunts. Um, in this situation, uh, the individual um, is accused of uh, trying to break into an auto repair shop by um, repelling um, from the ceiling of the shop uh, with a nylon cord a la um, Ethan Hunt, uh, Tom Cruise in the first uh, Mission Impossible movie uh, where he uh, tries to break into a top secret uh, CIA uh, database um, in Langley, Virginia, much the same way. Um, uh, unfortunately for um, this suspect, he uh, wasn't Tom Cruise and he didn't have Brian De Palma directing him uh, because unfortunately he fell while repelling and like i had said it was um his uh cries of pain that actually set off the alarm which then brought uh deputies running yeah this is a you know a, a funny you know, stupid criminal criminal story i guess you can call it but uh yeah the 
Chief uh, Joshua Clayton of the Patterson Police Services uh, said following this, he decided to repel into the business like Mission Impossible. And as you can see, it didn't go well. So, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. He got entangled in nylon cord and you know, was captured after that. So, yeah, like like you said, his loud moaning led the, the police to him. So and yep, it, it does. It looks easy. uh on uh, in movies on TV, um, but that's all thanks to uh, skillful editing and directing. So, as they say, kids, uh, don't try this at home or at uh, your local uh, auto repair shop. And uh, this was uh, also in, in Patterson, California. Uh, give a little shout out to that uh, that town. Um, and finally, uh, we'll go for our last story here in uh, Michigan. And as I had stated earlier, sometimes um, law enforcement officers, it's not about uh, criminals and, and shootouts. Sometimes it's helping out a citizen who is stuck in a jam uh, trying to retrieve a phone. Uh, in, in this case, um, a woman uh, was using a outdoor um, toilet when uh, she unfortunately dropped her um, her Apple Watch uh, into the commode and decided that's an Apple Watch. I I got I got to go after it. Um, in going after it, unfortunately, um, she became stuck in the toilet uh and troopers uh michigan state troopers uh were called in and needed to use a a, a strap in order to pull her up um and um get her out of uh, the stinky situation that uh, she had ended up in luckily she's okay so, yes. so we can kind of laugh at this incident but Wow. I mean, that that's a lot. These, these poor troopers that had yeah. to go into that situation. And uh, the fact that she put herself into that situation, I really hope she had good insurance on that Apple Watch. Because <laughs> unless she had it on some kind of special water mode, I, I don't think it uh, you know, made it. But um, but yeah, uh, again, you know, <laughs> the, the troopers use your training and and th this is definitely an odd situation, but we were able to get her out to safety and uh, and yeah, uh, everybody you know, made it out alive. Maybe, maybe they were a little bit smelly afterwards and they went into it. But wow. Yeah, that is certainly not something uh, I imagine going through the academy uh, that uh that these troopers uh, were 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 taught about, but it again goes to show you, um, as they say, you know, if you're in law enforcement, a lot of times you're ending up uh, being a part of someone's worst day. Um, I imagine this is up there with that uh, that that woman's worst day, and yeah, this is one of those cases too where even getting the watch. Are you sure you, you wanna you wanna keep it after that? Um, yeah. yeah, you know, I, I don't know how thoroughly you can you can clean it, but uh, hopefully thoroughly, you know, 
it it uh, is still uh still usable still wearable for her and and again glad uh no one was hurt uh, and hopefully they're the officers the troopers uniforms uh they were able to clean and get any uh lingering uh smell out of it uh that does it uh, for this week thank you very much uh for listening uh next week uh should be back uh myself and uh uh frank uh thank you very much paul for for stepping in hey thanks for having me join you so great and uh Please, everyone, uh, take care. Stay safe. Um, after you've listened to this podcast, uh, check out some of the other uh, podcasts we have. Uh, particularly uh, this week, we have just started a active shooter event podcast series, uh, six part series uh, sponsored by FirstNet, built by AT and T. Um, first episode is up. It uh, looks at uh, Columbine and how that uh, that shooting has set up the training and rewrote the book on on how law enforcement hap- uh, handles those types of active uh, shooter incidents. Uh, please uh, take a listen. Um, it is myself and uh, retired Lieutenant Frank Borelli. Um, talking about it uh again six uh six part series um check it out so again thank you very much uh for listening and everyone uh stay safe and take care thank you for listening to this week's episode of the lineup please remember the opinions voiced are not those of officer media group or endeavor business media but only those speaking those opinions themselves. Thank you and stay safe.